0: And minds in Christ Jesus. Somebody said, Amen. Amen. I want to do a three part uh, this Christmas season 2022, and I want to talk to you about a gift from Jesus. A gift from Jesus. But first, I want to do a little experiment. I want everybody to uh, do something with me. We're going to just take a breath and we're going to hold it and we're going to breathe it out. So here's what we're going to do we're going to breathe in for four seconds, hold it for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds. And hold it for four seconds again. So, ready? Breathe in. Hold. One, two, three, four. Breathe out. One, two, three, four. And hold. One, two, three, four. And then breathe in. Ah, Right? You know, uh, there's a technique we uh, use in crisis counseling called square breathing. It's pretty popular. A lot of people use it. But it's simply this little rhythm that in the middle of a moment, like in a crazy uh, mess of traffic or the kids are screaming in the back seat, you just breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds, and then again, do the rhythm. It's just four, four, and four. And it's interesting how something so small, so little, so tangible can give us just this little sense of control. Slow your body down, focus you in on yourself, on this little bubble, and just bring some calm. Uh, you know, that's great, but it only lasts for a little while. Um, I don't know about you, I know many of your uh, stories as your pastor all these years, I know what many of you have gone through in life, and I can just tell you, uh, how many could use a little peace in the world? Uh, I can tell you in the last two months, maybe your stories like mine, maybe it's a little bit, I know some of you probably worse, the last two months from unexpected bills to the inflation to uh, major job changes in my life, my friend moving away to we've had uh, major health issues in our family, to uh, medical bills, to my truck broke down, to Beth's car was in an accident, to our air conditioner went out, my water line broke. That was just in the last two months. And so I'm just telling you, I've been doing the breathing a lot, okay? Breathe in, hold on, I'm gonna make it. Uh, But what gets you through stressful times, you know that stress can literally take years off your life? Stress can actually kill you. And I think in this world, the day and age that we live in, a technologically fast-paced, busy world, where we still have family drama, we still have financial issues, we still have health issues, and all the hustle and bustle of life, uh, we, can, we live in an overly stressed, and anxious, anxiety-filled world.'t you How many know that? You just feel it. And then you, those of you who are not very old. I'm not, I don't think I'm very old yet, uh, but I, I can look back and I just feel like it wasn't as stressful. Years ago, It just seems like the more closer we get to this end, the faster the world is spinning and the busier it's getting. And everybody could say, hey, I could use some peace and quiet. How many say amen? Amen. Some peace and quiet. Whether that might be in this life you try to get away from your job or maybe it's your family or responsibilities. You take a, I just need to get some peace and quiet from responsibilities. Maybe it's taking a break from social media, from your news feed, or maybe it's even peace and quiet from your past, just getting along, to get away, the problem with that sort of peace, whether it be the breathing in a moment or taking a vacation or just getting alone, that peace is often and only temporary. Why? Because when that vacation is over, you come right back to the noise. When that moment ends, all that hostility, the distress, the agitation, maybe even all that conflict is just waiting. Monday morning's coming, even after Saturday, Sunday. How many know that's true? It's right there. It's going to be right there to face it again. And how do you get through a life that is absent of peace? Absent of peace. You know, we say in Christmas season, we say peace on earth. But we all know that that's actually impossible by man. Without not a single country for a single day, even the smallest country in the world has never had a total day of peace. Never in the world has there ever been one single day of peace since Genesis chapter 3 in the fall. But we say, peace. You see, Jesus said the world doesn't know the things which make for peace in Luke 19. Paul said we don't know the path of peace because we've rejected the knowledge of God. And Jesus said we're troubled and fearful because we don't fully trust His word. You see, there's no peace on earth because there's actually no peace inside of man. We're absent of peace. It's not something we're born inherently with. And peace in the Bible, it kind of uses it in different ways. Peace means wholeness or well-being. Uh, You hear people say shalom, or that means peace. It's a greeting. Sometimes they they would greet people uh, with peace to you. It's a well-wish, meaning wholeness or blessing or life abundant. It means safety on your travels, well-being, peace be with you, people would say in the Bible. It can also mean a word, and I like this word, undisturbedness. It's a big word. Undisturbedness. I like that. I think I should, like, that's going to be my word for this season. I want some Undisturbedness for my soul, und just that moment sometimes Mom and Dad, you know you lock yourself in the bathroom and the fingers are coming under the door, just undisturbedness, just for a moment. I know i'm not really using the restroom, I'm just taking a moment, <laughs> undisturbedness or sitting in your car you know with your coffee before you get into work, undisturbedness, just a moment of me, my coffee and Jesus, peace, undisturbedness it means. In the the New Testament Greek, it means the absence of war or conflict, to be free from worry. Amen. Free and quietness and rest, to be set right again. And that can even mean like relationships, to be at peace with your spouse, to be set right with your spouse. And it can even mean peace with God, set right with God. There's a lot of ways we can use peace, but the most important thing is do you have it? I love what David said in Psalms 48. he said, in peace... I will both lie down and sleep for you alone, O oh Lord. Make me to dwell in safety. How many people honestly could say you're sleeping in heavenly peace? Or just the fact that we say, he says, before I, I'm not even dead yet. He's, you know, we say rest in peace, RIP. You don't have to wait to death to have heavenly peace. David said, in the middle of crisis, in the middle of war, and in the middle of running a kingdom, in the middle of people attacking me, he says, God, I have something with you. Then when I lay my head down at night, I am sleeping in the peace that comes from God and God alone. Because in Scripture, peace is always, always, always a gift from God. Peace is always... You may have rest. You may have vacation. You may have a Saturday off work. You may have your coffee time. But true peace, real shalom, real peace can only, only, only come from God. See, there's a peace that man tries to imitate and make. We do it on our own apart from God. But there is a peace that only God can give because why? He's the author of peace. And only he can give it. You see, there's a God of peace the gospel of peace, and a gift of peace. That's what I want to talk to you this morning about. So if you had to just follow with me, if you had to just imagine with me that under, those of you who have Christmas trees at home, just imagine that under your Christmas tree, there was three gifts, and it said, from Jesus to you. This Christmas season, I want us just to pretend, if you will, That Jesus has three gifts He wants you to open this Christmas, and they're specifically designed, purchased just for you. And your name is on it. All you have to do is unwrap it. That's what I want to talk about this morning. The first gift I think Jesus has under the tree this season for you and for me, with your name on it, is peace. Is peace. Look with me, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Peace on earth. So Isaiah has just prophesied that there is going to be a Messiah, and he gives him one of these titles. And you know this, Isaiah 9, verse 6, New American Standard says, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government of the whole world will rest on his shoulders. And his name, it will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal or Everlasting Father, Prince... Of peace, or it could be king, but prince was a title for the Messiah. Prince of peace. There'll be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice, righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. What will last forever? His rule, his reign, but also peace, true world peace external and internal peace. Isaiah said this guy when he comes will be the king of kings, the prophesied Messiah. One of his titles is king of peace, prince of peace, Messiah of peace. And when he comes there will be no end. No end. You have never had peace before, true peace in the world, a day in our lives. But there will be no end to a day of his peace. And then look in uh, Luke 1 verse 79 and Luke 2 verse 14. They're on the screen. But when he comes, here's what Zechariah, filled with the Holy Spirit, about, when he heard about his son John the Baptist was going to be born, he began to prophesy of the Holy Spirit, knowing the Messiah was coming. Here's what he said about the Messiah, Luke one seventy nine. Now, he's, here, he's about to come in six months. To shine upon those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace... Then when the angels came in Luke 2.14, the angels showed up to the shepherds, and here's what they began to sing. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among men with whom He's pleased. With who? Peace among those whom God is pleased with. That peace isn't for the world, it's peace for God's people and among God's people. So here's, here's what we're saying. There's a God of peace, there's a gospel of peace, and there's a gift of peace. The first is the God of peace. You know, uh, C.S. Lewis, he said, a car runs on what? Gas, right? Some of you have diesel. That's okay. But you're going to get it anyway. A car is made to run on gas. It wouldn't run properly on anything else. And God has designed the human machine, C.S. Lewis said, to run on himself. He himself is the fuel of our spirits we were designed to burn. And our food for our spirits we were designed to feed on. There is no other. That's why it is just no good asking God to make us happy in our own way without bothering about religion. God cannot give us happiness and peace apart from himself because it is not there. There is no such thing. There is no such thing as peace apart from God. Somebody say amen. He said, you can't run your life expecting peace, trying to do it all in the natural way. You've got to go to the source of peace. See, in this world, uh, God has offered himself, and the revelation of God, man, we, we in the fall we turn, we begin to look at our own thing. How can I do this? How can I fix this? It was broken. We had this triangle relationship between God and Adam and Eve, and it got broke at the garden. And Now Adam's wondering, does Eve love me? I'm not sure. Eve's looking at Adam. I'm not sure if he loves me. Adam's got to work and toil to make his purpose for God. Eve's got her purpose all screwed up with childbearing and being a mom and, and her, her relationship with her husband's all jacked up and they're toiling and it's work and it's stressful and it's anxious and we're all looking downward and we're all looking inward and we're questioning whether or not we're good enough for each other and whether we can accomplish what we need to accomplish in life and there's stress and there's anxiety and there's work and there's toil and we have to remember where did our peace come from at the very beginning? God. God has always been our source of right living, right thinking, right doing. You see, Psalms 29 says, May the Lord bless His people with peace. His nature is to give health and prosperity. Romans 16, 20 says, The God of peace is the one who's going to crush Satan under your feet. You can't do it apart from Him. He's the God of peace, and He gives victory and peace to you. 1 Thessalonians 5 says, May the God of peace Himself sanctify you entirely. May your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, that's a good verse just to just bless somebody. had. May the God of peace just be all over you. Why? Because you've got to go back to the source. Maybe this, this season you've been running on empty because you filled your tank with the wrong things. Right? You're not getting far down the road. You're puttering along. You're feeling like you're not going to make it. I don't know how I'm going to get over this next hill. I mean, we've almost got to those places. And you're like, you're on vacation, taking a road trip. You missed that gas station a while back. Or how many people have ever had like water in your tank or you got, went to a bad fill up? Man, I had that happen one time on the way to college. Man, we got to a, a brand new gas station. They had a con- a construction. They had gotten dirt. In their tank, and my friend and I were driving to college, all of a sudden what happened? We had to get a tow truck. There was dirt in the tank. Why? Because we were running on the wrong things. Maybe you're feeling weak and weary because you've been running life apart from the God of peace. So the first part is there's a God of peace, and you've got to remember to go to the source of peace. Have you been putting something wrong in your tank? Go back to God. Number two is, there's a the God of peace. Number two is the gospel of peace. You see, this God of peace sends you the prince of peace. Jesus comes on the scene, he's got a donkey's colt. I mean, I don't know if you've ever tried to ridden, ride a, a donkey's colt before. Some of us are maybe not experts with the farming life, but uh, you don't do that, by the way. You don't ride an unbridled coat, colt, right? Ask Lee Weatherly, one of our evangelists that comes here. One time at his house, he would, they had just had a new uh, colt for their horse. He tried to ride it, break it in threw him off onto a barbed wire fence. He had like lines on his back, you know, because you just, it takes skill. You have to go to Wild Horse Ministries here with Paul Daly and get some help because you don't do that. But here's Jesus, and he gets on this unbridled, unridden donkey's colt, and he tames the beast, just riding on it in peace. He comes in humility, and Christ's likeness. He comes across the hill, and he says to the people, he says, do not think I came to bring peace on earth, I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Why? He says, the peace I'm trying to give you is not a peace that man can do on their own. It's not going to come through a natural victory of man and military strife. It's not going to come by man's effort. It's going to come when heaven comes into your heart. It's going to come in John 14 when uh, verse 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives it, do I give it to you. Don't let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. What does that mean? It means that you can't expect to get this peace on your own. You can't expect to get this peace with extra vacation days. You can't expect to get this peace if everything in your life is going well for you, and you have no drama, and you have no financial issues, and you have no medical bills, and your inflation goes back down, and your job's perfect, and your spouse is perfect, and your kids are all polite and say all their manners. You're never going to get it because this peace doesn't come as the world gives it. It comes as he gives it. And how does he give it? The the Acts chapter 10 says that Peter began to preach to the crowd. And he says, in Acts 10, it says, And he preached Jesus Christ to them. The peace of God through Jesus Christ. He preached that Jesus was the Lord and the promised Messiah. He preached peace through Jesus Christ because He was a man of miracles who was put to death on a cross for all sins of mankind. That God raised Him on the third day and He ascended to the throne and He's coming back to judge the living and the dead. And then whoever would believe and repent could come to Him and there's forgiveness of sin and you'll receive the promise of the Holy Spirit and there'll be a divine nature come on the inside of you and you'll experience the fullness of God's love and then you'll have peace with God. That's the message of peace. He says... I'm not leaving you peace like the world leaves it. I'm leaving it this way. Before you can ever have peace in your life, you have to have peace in your soul. Undisturbedness for your soul. You know, David, uh, there was a moment in David's life where he had unconfessed sin, Psalms 32, and he said, as I tried to hide all this sin and hide from God, he said, "My, my body began to waste away. I couldn't sleep day or night. My body was groaning. I was aching. I was getting sick. And on the inside, something was turning. But when I turned to God and asked for forgiveness of my sins, he said, then the joy of the Lord came in and blessing. He says, blessed is the man whom sins the Lord has forgiven. Because I've experienced something. There's nothing like having peace with God. Peace within. Maybe today... Part of our issues of not having peace in our life is that maybe we're not really okay with God. You can't get the gift of peace. This is We're talking about unwrapping it. The first part of unwrapping is, right, I've got to go back to God of peace, the source of peace. The next part of unwrapping it is I've got to go to the gospel of peace. Is my soul right with God? Christian and non-Christian, are there things in my life that even if all the situations worked out, I still wouldn't have this because I need to get back to this gospel? Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Be Lord of my life. I surrender my whole self to you. Holy Spirit, come in. Give that divine nature on the inside of me. Let me experience your love so I know I have your peace. Your soul has to be right with God. Peace through Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2.14, he himself is our peace. Somebody say, "He he is our peace. He is your peace. He's the source. If God is the author, Jesus is the way. God makes it. Jesus gives you availability. He he channels it to you. You can only get it through him. And then when he gives it to you, it's the third part. It's a gift. There's the God of peace, the gospel of peace through Jesus Christ, and then now you have it in your hands. And Jesus says, here it is. Here's the gift. Well, you say, well, Pastor Heath, I love God, I've, I've given my life to Him, but why do I still feel troubled? Why do, in a moment's notice of, you know, like, everything's going okay, we're struggling, blah, 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 but then somebody says something, just sets me off. Or I come home, and, and I'm, I'm stressed, and I bring all that stress home, and my wife just asks me how I was doing, and I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> you know, or your kids just do one thing, and you're, you're already there, you're already at, like, boiling point before they've even done anything. Or you're just overly worried about the bills or the, you're like, I I love God. I'm going to church. I'm, I'm, I'm loving Lord. I believe, but man, I'm, I'm anxious. I'm fearful. I'm quick to lose my temper. Things are still bothering me. I'm still stressed about all this family drama. I'm, I'm still irritated at little things sometimes. Oh, human. Anybody else in here? Human. Okay. Just making sure. See, Romans 14, 17 says, The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. See, He gives it to you, but you have to be in it. Colossians three fifteen says, The peace of Christ, let the peace of Christ rule you. So how do I open this thing? Well, one, I've got to submit to it. If a peace is going to rule me, I have to submit to Peace. Romans even says, uh, pursue the things that make for peace. So I have to let it rule me. I have to pursue it. So what does that tell me? It's not something that just happens naturally. Right? I believe in Jesus. He's Lord of my life. He comes inside. i have peace with God. But peace isn't just going to happen unless you let it happen in you. That's what those verses tell me. It tells me to let the peace of Christ rule you. It says to... Uh, be under peace it says to pursue the things that make for peace you see peace is your position in God but peace is also a product of walking in the spirit it's your position but it's also going to be a product of you having an interaction with the Holy Spirit so let me tell you what I'm going to give you three things of what that looks like you see you have to again to receive this gift it says first is that you have to pray in peace Pray peace. Remember Philippians chapter 4? Paul says in New Living, he says, don't worry about anything. Yeah, right, Paul. He's writing this from jail, by the way. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray. Somebody say pray. Pray about what? Everything. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Don't worry about that. Pray about other things. Don't worry about that. Pray about everything. Don't worry. Be happy. No, no, that's not what it says. Don't worry. Pray. Pray about it. Just start praying. That thing begins to worry you. Have you prayed about it? you talked about it. You've complained about it. You've fretted over it. You shared to the whole town about it. But have you prayed about it? You keep speaking about it. But did you talk to him about it? Pray about it. It's so easy to complain and gossip to someone about our problems. You even get on the TV and just flip to the channel, avoid everybody. But did you pray about it? You see, Jesus... In that moment of crisis and anxiety and they're about to die on a boat and he's asleep, what happens? They're worried, they're fretting, they're anxious. They hadn't talked to the guy who made the storm and made the world, though, who's sitting right there in the boat. Oh my gosh, Peter, you know what's going to happen? What could happen, John? I don't know, Andrew. Did you see this storm? We've never seen a storm like this before. Oh my gosh, we're not going to make it. How can we ever do this? I don't know how we're going to get to the other side. Better call your dad. He's on the other boat. Get him. No, they didn't have telephone. But you know... You know I, Tell somebody. What are we doing? He's asleep over there. Did you talk to him? Did you wake him up? And what happens? He gets up on the front of the boat and he says, Shalom, be still. One word calmed the storm. What would happen if he just spoke that word into your heart in a moment of prayer? Peace, be still. I got this. Come to me in prayer, son and daughter. Just, I'm going to speak a word into that heart that I've created. Remember, you have peace with me. But what if he spoke peace into the center of your heart in a prayer moment at an altar, in a quiet room, as you got up in the morning, right before you went to bed at night, sitting in your car outside of Walmart, going through that moment when your kids and everybody's fighting, and you just go behind the dining room table and you just say, God, help me. And he says, Peace. Be still. Calm it down. Simmer down there. <laughs> Calm down. Shalom. I got this. Have you prayed peace? Second is, to unwrap this gift, is you have to ponder it. This verse has been on my desk for some time. Isaiah 26, 3. The steadfast of mind you will keep in perfect peace because he trusts in you. The steadfast of mind you will keep in how, what kind of peace? Perfect peace, because he trusts in you. I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy that's trusting in God with steadfastness, and that he keeps me in perfect peace because I trust in him. What does that mean, steadfast in mind? It means a person who keeps their mind constantly on God, who is the author of peace. He says, if you're the steadfast, you're keeping your mind on the Lord, you're pondering peace, He will keep you in peace. You're pondering God. You see, when you forget about the Word of God, you can slip back into sin. When you fall into sin, your minds get dull to the things of God. Sometimes your mind gets on yourself. You think about selfish things, prideful things. Sometimes in the week, your mind can get on others or situations. You get fearful. You get jealous. uh, Proverbs says, if you don't ponder the path of life, you become unstable. But when you get your mind on Jesus... You get perspective. Ponder. What have you been pondering all week? When you're fearful, you begin to repeat those fears over and over again. I don't know how we're going to pay this bill, babe. Man, I don't know. We're going to move the money out of savings. We're going to just do this. You know, we're going to pick up some extra hours. We're just going to get through it this way. I'm pondering. You get up in the morning, man. I don't know how we're going to do that. Man, I don't know how we're going to get from here to there. Truck's broke down. Uh, man, I hope we have water tonight. That was me yesterday. I hope I have water for Sunday to take a shower. You know, you you start thinking all this stuff, and you're like, I don't know how we're going to get through. How we're going to get by? What are people going to say about us? What are we going to do? How's this going to happen? How's this going to work out? And it just goes over. It's like a record player over and over and over in your mind. But what if you begin to ponder the Lord? What if you begin to put the God's verses on repeat, the word of God? The steadfast of mind, he keeps in perfect peace because I trust in him. I'm keeping my mind on God because I trust in him. Remember what uh, in Philippians, that same verse we just were on? Brethren, whatever's true, what's honorable, what's right, whatever is pure and lovely, whatever is good repute, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, Philippians 4.8, dwell on these things paul in prison was pondering the word of god ponder i prayed about it okay i gave it to the lord he spoke peace now i'm not going i'm going to choose not to just keep rethinking about it doesn't mean live in ignorance of a problem we're not we're not we're in this world i know but i don't have to put the world on repeat I don't have to fret over it or be anxious about it. Remember the cure for anxiety? Matthew chapter 6, seek first the kingdom of God. And he knows I got all this stuff handled. The world thinks about those things. You just focus on me. Seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. I'll give you everything. I'll handle it. I got it. I already spoke peace to you. Now just ponder my peace. Think about this. Dwell on these things, heavenly things. Lastly, is this practice peace. One final reason we may not be living in peace and fully unwrap this package is because we haven't really practiced it. Now, maybe you grew up in a house that loved drama. One of the things I hate in my life, one of my biggest pet peeves. You can ask my wife is drama. I hate drama with. I just I can't stand drama. TV shows, soap operas, books. I just can't stand movies where they were dramatic and yada yada yada. I just I got enough of that in my life. I don't need any more drama. Okay. And so uh, sometimes we don't have peace because we like drama. To be honest do we be looking at each other. All right. Uh, we, some people like drama. Some people feed on social issues, whether it be news feeds or in their families. Sometimes we have to set healthy boundaries. Somebody say amen. Sometimes you just got to get yourself in the place of practicing peace and get yourself into right thinking, right doing, right living, right speaking. Sometimes uh, our biggest problem is right here. Right, right here, this thing. Remember what James said: the tongue is man. It's a vile thing. You can tame a ship's rudder, but you can't tame that tongue. You got to give your tongue to God. You got to give your family situations to God. You got to say no when no means no. You've got to put healthy boundaries around those things. You got to shut down gossip. You got to shut down slander. You got to put up, uh, put out division. You see, Isaiah 32 says, The walk of the righteous person will be peace. 2 Corinthians 13, 11. This is a good one. Finally, brothers, rejoice. Aim for restoration. Comfort one another. Agree with another. Live. Somebody say live. Yes. Live in peace. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the God of love and peace will be with you. Don't walk anywhere. God's not going with you. Don't say anything God's not going to back you up on. Don't be doing things Jesus don't like. He says, if you live in his peace, then his peace will be with you. You see, you have to practice peace. Romans says, so far as it depends on you, have peace with other people. Is that possible? Every day at work? No, absolutely not. But as, so far as it depends on you, do what you're supposed to do. You can't fix all that family drama. You can't fix all that work drama. You can't shut it down. You can't solve the whole world's crisis. Even Jesus was killed for trying to speak peace in in the heart of man, right? You can't fix it, but you, so far as it depends on you, I'm going to be at peace with God, peace in myself, and peace with others. I'm going to go to the God of peace who's the author of peace. I'm going to have my soul right with Jesus, who is the gospel of peace. I'm going to practice peace and pray peace and ponder peace as I walk in the peace of God. So I don't have to go through this life like everybody else. I can be like uh, Horatio uh, Spafford, 1873. Remember that great hymn he wrote? You know he wrote that song, It Is Well, after his kids were killed? And he says, when peace like a river attendeth my soul, right? If everything's going great in peace, but then if on the other side, if sorrows like that same seas billows roll, sorrows over my soul, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well with my, what? Soul, undisturbedness of the soul. Peace, shalom, be still, undisturbedness of the soul. Man, let's just pray. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, I pray over every man, woman, boy, and girl in this room for undisturbedness of the soul, that we would have peace with God through Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here today, and that first step is that you just don't have peace with God through the gospel, that Jesus came to preach peace to you And if you were to die today, you don't know where you'd spend eternity. And that first step is say, God, I'm coming back to the source of peace. I'm repenting of my sins like David. I've been wasting away on the inside. But God, I'm coming back. And right now in this moment, you can make that decision. Nobody's looking around. Every head bowed, every eye closed. And you say, God, that's me. I just need peace with God through Jesus Christ. I just need to come back to you, Father, living for you. To be right with God. I need to know that I'm right with God. So, Lord, I repent of my sins. I accept Jesus to be Lord of my life. And, God, I just want to receive the Holy Spirit today by faith. That promise is for you. You just believe you can receive. Just turn from the way you are living and thinking and turn to God. He'll create something in you, something new. He'll give you the right way of thinking, the right way of doing. He'll empower you with the Holy Spirit. But more importantly, He's going to make something new. That old thing passes away and all things new. Born again, peace with God. That's you. You should begin to pray. In a moment, I'm going to open these altars, and you can just come and find a place, and one of our team's going to pray with you. We'd love to pray with you. That's you. But maybe you're the Christian, and you have peace with God, but you just need to open it. The gift is right there under the tree, and you just need to unwrap it from Jesus to you this Christmas season, He's purchased it. He's paid the price for you to have it. It's just right there. There's nothing you've got to do to earn it. You freely receive it. We just got to unwrap it. Pray peace. Ponder peace. Practice it. Jesus, I just want your peace. You've been worried, you've been anxious, you've been stressed. Right now, we just begin to pray to the God of peace, and I just believe he's just going to speak. Shalom. Peace. Be still.